0: Well, the fallout from Ashley Madison persists, and I'm going to talk about that tonight on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making relationships the best they can be. Good evening, everybody. I'm Maureen McGrath. I am hosting this show this evening, as I do every Sunday evening when I come to you live from the airwaves or through the airwaves, whatever, Variety's the Spice of Life. Uh, Nice to be here with you. It's always my pleasure, hopefully it's yours as well, on this show where I try and raise awareness about sexual health, sexuality, help you to express the way you live and the way you love. Tonight we have a lot of different subjects. First I want to say that uh, I believe that all the sex toys and lubes and tubes and rings and things that I owe people out there uh, have all uh, been sent out. I'm so happy to be caught up to date on my sex toy list. So you should be receiving those very soon, if not already. So I'm very happy about that. Um, Sex toys can be a great part of a relationship to certainly spice things up. Tonight on the program, I'm going to be talking about signs that you're dating a psychopath. You know, it's that guy who you've never met, and he texts you and says, okay, you've convinced me. I'm coming over right now. And they're people who are kind of, they make you crazy. They're crazy makers. You think, I never said that. I never tried to convince you into coming over right now. Anyway, but you're so infatuated with somebody, you're so in love with them, or so you think, you're still dreaming, you're not noticing all of the red flags he or she is constantly waving in front of your face. Also, how about Ashley Madison? It has been reported that some people have allegedly committed suicide as a result of it. And in the news this week, 400 priests resign. Well, when you oppress men, sexuality, uh, this is what it may lead to. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that, how 400 church leaders will resign because of the names that have surfaced. There's also politicians who had a great political career. Uh, That seems to be finished as well. You know, it's not the affair. It's really the lies associated with it. And when people talk about family values and how what they have somebody standing by their side and they could never do this without them and fail to mention all of the other affairs they may be having behind the scenes or on the couches in their political offices, this could be a problem. Also, what are some of the signs that you are in a toxic relationship or a toxic marriage? Are you not allowed to come home for lunch? Do you get screamed at constantly? Are you getting mixed messages? Some of these can be signs that you're in a toxic relationship. And also, I've talked about it before. I've talked about cuckoldry. It is the ultimate shame, according to Shakespeare. And I have Lynn, who is a lifestyle mentor and cuckoldress advisor, who is going to talk to me about this lifestyle and how people desire it, live it, and how they benefit from it. And this may or may not be something for you to enjoy, Uh, but it's something to, anyway, it's an option. That's what I like uh, to provide for you. I like to provide prescription after a diagnosis. And the prescription often is a matter of choice. And I like to provide you with a number of different choices I like to provide you with information so that you can make the best choice possible for your life. I like to instill confidence because confidence is the absolute sexiest thing ever. There is nothing like it because when you are self-confident, you give off an air of that self-confidence. It's not arrogance. It's self-confidence. It says, I'm living my life. I'm living my life in the best way I know possible. I'm okay with it. And it's good for me and I don't really care and truly do not care what you think of me or what you think of some of the decisions that I make. Keeping in mind, we are all human beings and we make mistakes, we fall, we fail, we try things out. They may or may not work for us, but at least we've given them a try. Try to be the best you can possibly be, and that's especially if you are in a relationship with somebody else. And we are focusing on some of the negativity associated with relationships and why they break down. Now, in regard to affairs, there's a number of reasons that people have affairs. Men and women equally have affairs, and uh, the first reason is for sex, and the second is sex, and the third through the tenth is sex as well. Uh, but there are other reasons people have Extramarital affairs also. They want to explore, they are curious, it may be a conquest for them, Uh, they may be bored in their own relationship. Human beings like variety. I had a call from somebody last week after the show, in fact, and this person was transgendered. This person had lived as a woman, this person had lived as a man, and this person felt that they had lived the absolute fullest life possible, yet. They were judged by society every step of the way, and that was the discomfort. And that's the disconnect between confidence and a lack thereof, or lack of self-esteem, or lack of sexual self-esteem. Your sexuality is who you present to the world on a given day at that time, and you must be comfortable with that and pay no attention to people who may have a con- negative connotation about your choices or the way you want to express yourself. This particular transgendered person was very happy uh, within themselves, had experienced so much, had experienced attraction to men, attraction to women at different times, had experienced living life as a man and living life as a woman and everything in between. And it was, I thought it was just a great. Discussion and a great uh, approach and attitude about how this particular person had chosen to live their life. And the only problem was that this person was judged. And it's when we judge other people that we're, we actually make life toxic for ourselves, not only for that other person, but for that self for yourself, because you are giving off such negative energy and negative messages. And when you live inside of a negative tomb, your body can only, uh, it can only, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Always missing words. Backfire on you. Uh, because it can actually result in stress and stress needs leads to illness and stress can also lead us to negative relationships. Anyway, so uh, hopefully this is what this show is about, expressing yourself and uh, uh, thinking about things in a different way, reframing it, providing you with some choices. I've been uh, reviewing lots of sex toys lately, and I'm going to be talking to you about some uh, sex toy choices as well. I had a woman this week who had never experienced an orgasm, and I see that quite a bit. In addition to treating the vaginal atrophy that she had, which would make uh, for decreased sexual sensation in her vaginal area and her clitoris and urogenital tract um so we treated that with some low dose localized estrogen therapy and i also advised for her to use the intensity which is a uh, I call it the gymnasium for the pelvic floor. And if anything is going to get you to have an orgasm, the intensity by Joe Penn will. Anyway, when I come back, we're going to be talking about cuckoldry and the ultimate shame when you are in a relationship. I'm Maureen McGrath, and you are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Maureen McGrath, hosting the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show for you once again talk about a whole variety of different sexual health subjects and sexuality issues, and uh, because variety is the spice of life. Right now, I am joined by Lynn, the lifestyle mentor, and she is going to talk to us about cuckoldry and other various aspects of sexual life. The term cuckold refers to the husband of an adulterous wife, and Shakespeare said that... An adulterous wife is the ultimate shame for a man. Some men receive pleasure and great joy from this after they resolve the shame. Hello, Lynn. Hi, Lorraine. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Excellent. And you're
1: right. You're right. Shakespeare did nail it as far as adultery goes. Um, it, It is a highly shameful experience to be cheated on. However, cuckoldry these days funder the consensual alternative relationship that's not categorized the same way as cheating is. Cheating is still a very shameful experience, but cuckoldry is a little bit different. There's still the, that emotional turmoil and angst that the cuckold feels, but it's a little bit different, so maybe we can get into that later.
0: That would be great. Uh, the cuckold is there with his wife, who he may or may not have found that person for her to make love with. Is that, is that correct?
1: That, that can be correct for certain couples. Each couple chooses how they want to experience the cuckolding experience. Not all men actually want to be participants or, you know, live viewers of whatever's going on. Some of them actually get more aroused by hearing about it after the fact. They would rather sit at home and wait and wonder and build up that ant- anticipation and then hear about all the sort of details from their loved one when they come home and they are able to bond again and reunite in their own way. And each couple chooses to reunite after the fact in a different way as well.
0: And you said they experience so, yeah. turmoil, the cuckold, the man.
1: They experience what's called cuckold angst, which, which is a mixture of several emotional components. There is a slight erotic embarrassment there. Because they are consensual, it's not the same, it's not experienced the same way cheating is, where there's betrayal and deceit and a breach of trust and all that. They experience what's called erotic embarrassment, which is, I'm not able to fulfill my wife the way this person can, or I'm not able to do these things that this person can for whatever reason, differences in style, differences in size, whatever the reason may be. But it's still arousing because they realize that they still have a purpose in the relationships. They, they still have value to their loved ones. They're not being replaced. They're not being pushed aside. It's not a selfish endeavor. It's something that enhances their relationship.
0: And do they need to they have, have a, a certain amount of confidence to participate in this aspect oh, of absolutely. a relationship?
1: Absolutely. And they need to feel what, what's called compersion, which is they actually need to feel intense joy and fulfillment from their partner being fulfilled sexually.
0: And they need to have confidence that, this, that their partner is not going to leave them as well.
1: Oh, Without a doubt. Communication, trust, fidelity, uh, as far as emotional fidelity goes, those are all absolute key components for a lifetime relationship that's going to last, regardless of whether you're going to explore cuckoldry, but particularly if you're going to go outside of your marriage for any sort of sexual adventure.
0: And a lot of women experience low sexual desire. And one of those main reasons is in a relationship with a man or another woman. And one of those reasons is because it's long term. And another reason is because it is boring. And so is there not a risk that if you allow your wife or your girlfriend to or your partner to experience lovemaking with somebody else, is there not that little seed of doubt that, Hmm. I mean, you can actually imagine the woman would be quite aroused by somebody new coming into the relationship, especially if she were wildly attracted to him or her.
1: Right. And there is a little bit of a doubt that spurs that competitive streak that we all have inside of us that's sort of genetic with human beings. And so the husband then feels Motivated or inspired to be a better husband, to be a better lover, to be more attentive to his wife, and so their relationship continues to deepen and grow and become more connected through all these different experiences. That's a so great way of looking. Emotion-
0: yeah, that's a great way Sorry, of looking ahead. at it. Actually, uh, this could be the antidote for the sexless marriage or low sexual desire. <laughs> If people are actually trying, putting some more effort in and not taking things for granted, not gaining weight, not uh, drinking too much, not, uh, you know, maybe helping around the house a little bit.
1: this That's could all very true. This could actually, change things. What I, what I teach is contemporary cuckoldry, which is slightly different from hot and cheating and all that, um, because it's based on what's called the FCR concept, which is a set of four principles. And one of those principles, the first one that I teach couples is the value purpose principle. Value and purpose are felt the same exact way by different genders. Women need to feel valued in a relationship. They need to feel beautiful and accepted and appreciated and sexy and all these other things. Men need to feel purposeful. They need to know that there's a reason why this woman chose them. There's something that they can do where they can be the hero or the white knight or always be seen in the perfect light every day, on some level, and it can be something very simple.
0: Now, the way women are being re-socialized today, more women are in the workplace, there are many women that can no longer stay home while their white knight goes off to work, often the white knight isn't working, and the women are the principal breadwinners, so how does that emotion, or how does that uh, change in uh, female-centricity apply?
1: Well, in a female-centric relationship, the woman takes the responsibility for making sure that both partners are communicating their needs in a a healthy and constructive way. So if a husband needs to feel purposeful and he doesn't work outside of the home, for example, one of the ways that his wife can help him feel that, that intense emotion that he needs to feel in a relationship to be satisfied is to give him things that he'll do to make her life easier. By doing that, he also feeds into her value because he's making her life easier. He's showing her how much he appreciates having her around and he wants her to have a healthier, happier, more successful life. He's supporting her, the fact that she works outside the home. He's showing all these different things that feed into her value as a person in their relationship. And she gives him the instruction or the direction or the tasks or whatever it is that works for that couple. That gives him the purpose in the relationship, so he doesn't feel like he's just sitting at home twiddling his thumbs. Is there not? Video games, but
0: fat. is there? That's what they are doing. But by the way, anyway, I digress. Uh, but <laughs> is that not emasculating men on some level, no. uh, where a woman no, is enough. cannot? Can it not be perceived as emasculating a man because the woman is basically? out there with other men, perhaps in the workplace, making the money, making the decisions on finance, you know, um, the financial decisions for the home, perhaps whoever has, whoever makes more money tends to have more power in a relationship. And so the man is sitting at home, they're never going to clean the house like a woman does. They have a tendency to, you know, remote beer and a coffee table and a couch and uh, their life is set. (laughs) I love men, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> but I know them, absolutely. I understand them, I get them, I empower men. <laughs> I'm just feeling badly for them, thinking that they're going to be ruled by a woman or they're going to feel that way.
1: Well, if you're thinking of it in terms of a reverse 1950s household where the woman is just being authoritarian and you know laying down the lawn, this is the way it's going to be, and there's really no appreciation for it on the back end, then yes, absolutely it would be emasculating to the man. Mm-hmm. However, as this is an exercise in building the, the value-purpose shared between the two of them, there's open communication. There's, okay, well, I really appreciate it when you do this for me, or this would mean so much to me if you would make my lunch every day, and then I could take a piece of you with me because, you know, part of your love has come with me through my lunch. You know, there are all different ways that phrasing something changes the way it's perceived. So, yes, a man could absolutely feel emasculated by a woman who runs the show as though she's Hitler. Uh Or... He could be more gentle, more appreciative, more loving, more sensual, get the same effect, get the same end result, and her husband feels purposeful. He feels important. He feels loved.
0: And then if she she translates that aggression to the bedroom, she brings that back to the bedroom with her, he'll be that much happier as well. Is that correct? Because men have a tendency to like aggressive women in the bedroom. And a woman who's confident and making the money and doing well and, you know... Um, is uh, okay with her sexuality uh, is uh, can be aggressive uh, in the bedroom and is comfortable with being aggressive in the bedroom.
1: Yes, and oh. I actually differentiate between aggressive and assertive. A woman can be assertive in a bedroom and not necessarily be aggressive.
0: But not men women like women, like to, right? Men like women to be aggressive, though, in the bedroom.
1: There's a there's they a quite like a, quite a, to a difference. Women know what they want for sure, and they like but them to all take. all men like the hands on aggression. And that's how I that's how I differentiate between the two. So I want to make sure I'm understanding you correctly. When you say aggressive, it could mean anything from pulling hair to spanking a butt to being in a certain position that they absolutely love, correct?
0: Uh, no, I'm talking about tying a man to the headboard with nylon stockings and um, <laughs> seducing him okay. um, and okay. and actually a hands-off approach until he cannot okay. take it much longer, maybe massaging him or um, okay. so that's what I mean by aggressive, really yeah, that take okay. charge um, aggression. But you are always willing to lend a hand <laughs> and um, so how do you see your, your um, clients because um, you're yeah. located in California every-
1: I'm located in New York and I do oh, everything by phone or Skype I have international clients so I I'm not limited by you know a phone number only or an address only I work with people in the Netherlands I work with people in China I work with people in Australia all over the United States and Canada pretty much everywhere
0: okay fantastic and so how can people get a hold of you future holders?
1: Right? sorry <laughs> <laughs> I have a website, and that's the best way to reach me. Okay, um, or or via email. My website is www.lsmentor.com, lifestylementor.com, com, um, com, or you can email me at hello at lsmentor. com. Excellent. And you see, you
0: treat pay, or see clients of all ages and all backgrounds, all socioeconomic, from all different walks of life. Right. Shall we say
1: Eight, eighteen and older? Because there is the aspect of sexuality in it. Absolutely. Um, And it's a very adult subject. But it doesn't matter education. It doesn't matter socioeconomic standing. None of that matters. What matters is the intent to build and enrich the relationship that they have.
0: Wonderful. Lynn, the lifestyle mentor, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. I've certainly learned a lot. Maybe you learned a tip or two from me as well <laughs> that you can send it to is. the people in the Netherlands.
1: Anyway, define. reminded me, I have to get more nylons.
0: <laughs> nylons are <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> Anyway, not to wear them.
1: <laughs> who wants to be? Uh, exactly. <laughs> we don't
0: certainly don't want to be restricted in any way, but uh, they have their purpose. That's for darn sure. LSmentor.com, www.lsmentor.com. That's the website where Lynn makes herself available to clients via telephone, text message, instant messages, and email. She loves problem solving and offering a bit of encouragement or inspiration. You're a trusted and loyal friend to those who need you. Thank you so much, Lynn, for joining me. We'll have you back. Thank you for having me, Maureen. You're welcome. You too. Okay, coming up next, you finally found the girl of your dreams. She's smart, sexy, and simply perfect in every way. The only problem? You're still dreaming and not noticing all of the red flags that you might be dating a psycho. When I come back, 10 signs you're dating a psycho. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. I am hosting the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show for you. Uh, So happy to be here. I'm glad you're here with me. Uh, We're talking about love and sex and relationships and health and everything on this show because, quite frankly, everything is related to sex. And one of the big issues is trusting the person you're attracted to, especially in the beginning You've met someone, they're smart, sexy, perfect in every way, but the problem is you're infatuated and you're not noticing those red flags that you might be dating a psycho or a psychopath. That's short for psychopath. They are the most dangerous people in society. I'm reminded of the show, one of my favorite shows, of course, called The Affair, and uh, I think it's in its third season, and when I first started watching it, she seemed like she, okay, well, let me just back up here a little bit. Uh, it's a married man. He's got four children. He's emasculated because his wife comes from money, and he's a teacher. His The father-in-law is very successful and famous, and the this husband is just trying to, you know, provide for his family but he'll never be able to provide in the way that his father-in-law can and the wife has all the power because she comes from all the money blah blah and so he's sort of good looking there's something sexy about him something appealing about him and he meets this woman and she's absolutely strikingly beautiful and she's sexy and she appears to be self-confident and she seems to have it all together and then they have mad passionate wild sex together, and uh, quite arousing, by the way, and for some people, uh, (laughs) maybe for you, I don't know, and and you think she's the one who's got it together, and he's kind of messed up, he pulls up in his minivan, and and he's a little awkward, and and then after they make love, I believe it's for the first time, she goes into the bathroom, and there's evidence that she has self-mutilated, and she starts to say some things that are just a little bit off color off uh pudding and you think oh she doesn't have it all together and this is the kind of thing that happens when you're eventually realizing you haven't been dating the person you want to start a life with but you're really with a real life gone girl or gone boy uh so before your life ends up in a shambles there are some warning signs that sense that you know something is wrong from the start pay attention to that that is true if you are all this person has, you're the only bright spot in somebody's life, especially as you think you might be, it's not a good sign. Uh, that can definitely be uh, a, an indicator as to why a person doesn't have any friends or family in their life, um, especially if they ha- are estranged from family um, or significant people in their lives. People, you'll realize there's something got to be unattractive about that person. If she wants you to meet her family right away and start your own family ASAP or vice versa, if he wants to do that, um, then that could be a red flag as well. Most of these secret psychos tend to show themselves when they have been drinking. So if they say some really bizarre things when they're drunk, like they love you or they want your baby, then you know that uh, after you've only been dating them for two weeks, then you know this could be a red flag as well. If a person, this is really significant, if a person cannot let go of things, it's a big sign that you're dating a psycho. If he or she cannot easily let go of something and rants about it for days, keeps going back to it, maybe talking about your ex-girlfriends or your ex-boyfriends or whatever, that can definitely be a sign. And if you're constantly trying to make that person happy, forget about it. You're never going to do that. A person is happy in and of their own accord. Somebody who can't hold down a job, man or woman, that is... A demonstration of instability and the inability to get along with other people. So watch that. You want somebody who can work. Uh, If people have previous issues from relationships so that are unresolved and they are severe uh, issues, if they're still carrying a lot of baggage, for example, if they didn't get help after a divorce, if they didn't go through and process all of that, you want to be with a healthy, well-adjusted person. And that is somebody who has processed pain from their past. An easy way to say it: If somebody spies on you, if they're stalking you, communication in any relationship is important. But if she is checking your phone, reading your email, checking your LinkedIn messages, looking, uh, stalking you, or creeping you on Facebook, you know that this is an absolute problem. If you're actually cheating or giving her reasons to think you are cheating, then this theory goes out the window. I might add, but still, it's still not a sign of a healthy relationship. If her life has more drama. than a TV reality show. Sometimes I think my clinical practice could be a TV reality show <laughs> it, we have so much fun in there um, and just sort of laughing about some of the ways people love but anyway, I digress uh, but if if there's so much drama you really don't want that as well any violence any anger any um, hitting you. They will literally hitting you in the face. If somebody throws things at you or destroys meaningful items of yours, a quick violent temper or going from cheerful to rage, not a good sign either. And this is a big one. I I knew somebody whose mother used to say, um, she needs to marry somebody who's old and rich and deaf. And uh, that is the family warning you about this particular person. So if the family warns you... uh, you have to take that seriously. This is difficult when you're all of these things are difficult to look at when you are attracted to somebody, because you feel those pleasure hormones and all that's raging and all the neurotransmitters are are just combusting chemically. But it's difficult. But it's you know what, down the road, you're going to be like, I wish I had listened to those signs. Anyway, once you get into a relationship, there can be troubles, and some ways that people deal with the troubles we're learning is to have an affair. So did you think that priests were going to be on Ashley Madison? Well, they are, and apparently a lot of them are stepping down. We're going to be talking about that when I return. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath, host of the Sunday Night Sex Show here on CKNW, Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk, Vancouver's Sex Talk, as I like to say. I forgot to add that. I'll add it for you. Talking about sex, sex is related to everything. It's a great subject. I thanked you. Anyway, I hope you do. Uh, there's There's just so much variety and spice and differences and thoughts and ideas around it and and um, one of the ideas is that uh, people don't cheat and well Ashley Madison or the hack on of the Ashley Madison website has certainly uh, changed that in some way I think I think people are still in denial about people cheating people think that women don't cheat but women cheat just as much as men you know it used to be that uh, in years past before the internet it used to be that um, a couple might have a clandestine meeting in a coffee shop, and maybe a neighbor would see them, um, and or the the postman, or a construction worker, or um, a contractor in somebody's home. Uh, so they're and hoping that others did, wouldn't find out, or maybe a liaison at work and hoping others weren't gossiping about it or thinking about it. But today, there's so much choice, and it's so easy to have an affair, uh, an extramarital affair, an extra-relational affair, between LinkedIn, which is really probably no longer a professional site. Uh, There's so many complaints from women about how many men seek women on LinkedIn. Um, And so also joining Uh, dating sites, married people like Ashley Madison. Um, But, you know, this is a bigger problem, but there is a lot of fallout from this. Who would have thought that pastors, deacons, church elders, and church staff members would be members of the Ashley Madison site? Well, that has certainly been the case. We, I think we probably know, given the history of some of the behaviors and criminal activity of some church leaders in the past of all denominations, uh, that we we can't be too surprised that church leaders are on this. But apparently the uh, the number, 400, is less than expected. But 400 names have surfaced on the list of users on the Ashley Madison hack. And um, in the Christianity Today blog, the... Exchange. Um, it has been said that the number is based on conversations with leaders from several denominations in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, it's a lower number than we had expected, but nonetheless, we don't necessarily expect that priests and pastors and deacons are going to go on to a website. I remember when I was a child, I grew up Catholic, and um, the pastor in our church uh, left the church and and as they said in those times, ran away with a married woman. And I just kept picturing the two of them running away. Um, but anyway, she had about four or five children uh, at that time, and uh, they fell in love. And she left her husband, and it was a big scandal in the little town in which I grew up. Uh, so it's still a big scandal today. It's just that the scandal comes out quite differently. But you got to wonder, why are, why are people cheating? What is the reason people have affairs? Well, the sexuality of priests is oppressed because they actually uh, make a promise to God that they will never have sex. They will be celibate for their entire lives. That is a giant promise, and I actually think it opposes human sexuality, and it's very difficult for any man to live that way. Some men are forced to live that way. But why do people have extramarital affairs? Well, obviously the first ten reasons are for sex, and that's really uh, the truth. It's really about sex. It's not about love. You can fall in love with somebody because the pleasure hormones are released in the brain, so that may happen, but initially it is about sex. There's also curiosity, so you might be curious about somebody, curious about having sex with them. What are they like in the bedroom? Uh, You may have heard something uh, about them, or they may have a a bit more of an open idea about sex than you have. Um, One of the mayoral candidates has stepped down in Toronto, and... Gambrione, I believe his name is, and allegedly because he was found out to have been on Ashley Madison Sites. And um, somebody made the statement that his partner of five years was the perfect political partner. She was a romantic partner, but um, sometimes people put forth or they marry that perfect political or perfect business partner, and then they are out having liaisons all the time. So they're looking for excitement on the side. There's also an intellectual sharing. Some men are attracted to very... Brilliant women, brainiacs, uh, and so they want to, you know, pick their brains or whatever, and just chat to them on that level. There's also an understanding, or or people are looking for companionship. Women may feel less than appreciated at home. It's also an ego boost. Who? Doesn't have their ego massaged when somebody else wants you. Uh, Career advancement is is one big reason for extramarital affairs, and that's also one of the main reasons women have sex. There are 237 reasons, according to research, as to why women have sex. Aside from wanting to have a baby, they want to advance their careers also getting even with a spouse revenge cheating do you know how common that is it seems in people's minds it's the only way they can get back at somebody once they have found out because people want to keep that constitution of marriage they want to keep it because they are embarrassed about their family or their job or their church or whatever so they want to keep that secret and then sometimes that they just cannot even deal with it and they think the only way that I can actually handle this is if I have an extramarital affair myself and then we're going to be even trouble is that can lead to a lot more pain and shame and problems in the relationship as well. One is always better to deal with the problems. That's actually the secret to surviving infidelity. And you want to look at the issues that you're having, look at the problems in the relationship and you don't blame. You don't look at the other person. You really have to look at yourself. Are you emasculating the man in your life? Are you engaging in dull and boring sex, doing nothing to spice up the relationship? Has it been 10 years or five months or three weeks since you've had sex with your partner? What if somebody comes along at work and and makes a pass at the person that you love and they haven't had sex in a while? What do you think they're going to do? I know what they're going to do or they may do. And in this day and age, it's a whole lot easier to do that. And next up, is there something in that nagging intuition of yours that tells you something in your relationship is off? Might you in fact be in a toxic marriage when I return? I'm going to talk to you about the eight signs that may sound familiar to you and let you be the judge of whether or not your marriage is toxic. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. I'm hosting the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Thanks so much for staying with me. Do you ever wonder why you're staying with somebody in your marriage? You may, in fact, be in a toxic marriage. And there are some signs that will tell you that your nagging intuition is correct. Do you find yourself sad or crying all the time or much more than usual? Some people are criers by nature. I happen to be one. Uh, it, you'd be surprised at that, I'm sure, because I'm actually a laugher by nature as well. But I, I can cry uh, on command Um, but if you're crying in your marriage crying a lot driving home from work crying a lot lying and trying to get to sleep doing the dishes or doing mundane duties when the kids are occupied or, or whatever and you just find yourself you're crying sometimes subconscious emotions are where it's at they're very strong and you don't want to ignore that sign because that definitely could mean you're in a toxic marriage. If your spouse finds fault with everything you say or do, if you feel you just cannot do anything right because your spouse is constantly reminding you of that, or is your spouse constantly attacking you, if you feel the need to retreat from that, you can't say anything right, that can also be a sign as well. If you lie to your friends and family about your relationship, this is huge. Because you're lying to yourself. Everybody has problems in a relationship, and you don't really want to air all of your dirty laundry to your immediate circle. But when you keep telling everybody everything is fine, and you know it's getting bad and continues to get worse, there could be a problem. If a friend or close friend or family member says, is everything okay with you guys? Are you all right? There could be a reason they could be seeing something. So you want to be able to tell a trusted person, and this definitely can be a sign that there is a problem or that you are in a toxic relationship. If you don't have sex anymore, touch is a basic human need, like food and water. We all need to feel connected, loved, and cared for. And if this rule doesn't apply to you, that you're not having sex and it's not important to each other, then, or or your sexual habits you've gotten out of your sexual habits, everybody knows their partner's sexual habits with themselves. They may have some sexual habits outside of the relationship, and this can lead to um, an extramarital affair. Um, but you know those sexual habits. Once a week, after the gym, twice a month, in the morning. A.M. sex for people who are getting older because people are too tired at night or people who have kids. I'm, I'm a big promoter of A.M. sex. Um, but what was normal is now not happening. That can also be a sign as well. If you do find your partner texting or sexting somebody else or having a desire to meet up with somebody else, could be a sign that you're in a toxic relationship. Likely it's not the first time they've done it. If you're withdrawing from your friends or family, Family or social interactions. If you just don't feel like being with people because you don't want to fool the people, you're tired of fooling with uh, them about your relationship or you're going out with your friends every Friday night and they're all talking about how great Things are, and you just cannot contribute to that conversation. Another sign this may be a sign you're in a toxic relationship. If you are fantasizing not about having great sex or tying up your partner to the headboard, uh, if you're constantly fantasizing about leaving your spouse, another huge red flag that you are in a toxic relationship. If you get a feeling of relief that when you consider life without your partner, Mm, this is a red flag for sure. So you want to pay attention to all of these signs. Another one is your interactions with your spouse have turned downright mean. If you will not get a cup of tea for your spouse, could be a big red flag. If you don't want, have that desire to feel like you want to please that other person, mm, red flag, and there could be big problems in your relationship. If you cannot remember the last time you were really happy, In your marriage, I'm talking about that feeling you get when you look at your partner that everything is right and that that person is still the one you're meant to be with. If you cannot remember a time like that, or you don't think everything is going to be okay, that could also be a red flag that you are in a toxic relationship. Keeping in mind, no relationship is perfect, and sometimes what bonds us are the troubles that we've gone through, even if it is an extramarital affair. If you've overcome that, and some people can, not a lot, but some people can overcome that, especially if they're self-actualized or evolved, reach their potential. Um, So we all have problems in our relationships, and it's actually we're successful in them because we have dealt with them. But you want to assess whether staying is the best thing for your emotional and physical well-being, and that's why it's problematic if you're in a toxic relationship or marriage, because it could actually make you sick. So use your best judgment, rely on your friends and family, and seek professional help to guide you through these turbulent times that you may be having. And you may discover someone who is there to help you all along the way, and that is you, because that's where we find the most strength is within. Well, like all good sex, this show has to come to an end as well, and uh, I thank you so much for being with me here this evening. I hope you're having great sex. I hope this show helps you to do that or to think about life and your sex life in a different way. Certainly, you can email me and tell me about that, Sex Talk at cknw.com. You can go to my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca, uh, you can also go to my shop, which is on there, which is actually back to the number two, the bedroom.ca because there's lots of different sex aids and sex toys that will help you to spice up your life. Although I don't sell nylons on that, but I, I'm thinking about it actually. Um, you can pick those up at the drugstore, no problem. But um, there's lots of different sex toys you might want to add to the to your relationship. Anal plugs are always fun and uh, different vibrators and, and different dildos or strap-ons. Uh, can be fun and so there's certainly variety at uh, back the number two the bedroom Uh, if you like there's um, a whole bunch of different uh, dildos and and vibrators and also benoit balls and luna beads and all of those things that that can help you Uh, but remember when you stumble on this gravel road of life make it part of your dance i am maureen mcgrath and until next week have a sexually healthy
1: week